Hello and welcome to Imaginary Spaces. It's me, Anthony Perry, your DM. We haven't met yet, but there's a few things I want to talk to you about before you start listening. I've recorded this little preface to first of all thank you for listening, and secondly to tell you to please keep listening. When we started recording, we weren't really sure if this was going to bear any fruit. We didn't really know what we were doing. We still don't really know what we're doing, but after a few sessions, we felt that we were onto something pretty special. So we all made the decision to buy some equipment in order to make something that sounded a lot more professional. And that's what you're hearing now. Unfortunately, the first few episodes don't quite sound this good. Um, They're totally listenable, but I just wanted to give you that heads up. We're having a great time playing, and I really hope you have fun listening. Now on to the show. A heavy moon slowly rises as a gentle snowfall dusts the streets of Avia, an opulent castle town perched high atop Mount Verses encircling the spindly capital building at its peak. The capital attracts the most gifted artisans, rarest materials, highest prices, and a great many thieves. On most days, once the sun goes down, a nightlife steeped in excess and vanity brings both locals and travelers to bistros, taverns, gardens, or brothels. But this isn't most days. A series of disappearances brings anxiety and caution. The youths gossip, the elders reminisce. This is how it started, all those years ago, when old Avia fell to the wood, before the wall went up. With the moon climbing, torches begin to paint the blue streets amber. The frost-kissed marble facades glisten by flickering flame. Only the local's pub draws a crowd tonight, and it's here, obviously, where our story begins. And it's here, obviously, where four absolute bumbling idiots become unlikely, unequipped, and unattentional heroes. I think. Maybe? Let's uh, introduce our characters, then. Uh, I already kind of introduced myself and my zero experience. I'm not playing a character, I'm the DM. So Piero is playing, well, you can take it away, Piero. All right, Uh, I'm playing a male human rogue uh, named Pepper Villalobos. Um, A little bit about me, I come from a coastal seafaring town. My father is a uh, carpenter. And my mother is actually kind of unconventionally a fisherman, which is kind of interesting because in the coastal village, a lot of the men are. So she's a fishmonger, if you will, to a degree. Um, she's uh, has the, caught the biggest fish, and it's still actually taxidermied in the great tavern that we have in the uh, town square. Uh, I'm looking to uh, expand my horizons and try to travel to different lands. I feel like I'm not prepared. No, yeah, no, I know. I'm sweating. But uh, we'll move on. Piero, that was great. I just made that up. I was really <laughs> into it. Um, so next is Stefan Steve Pascuzzi. And who are you playing? Uh, my character is a half-orc paladin. And his name is Max the Penetrator. 
Um, <laughs> cannot wait for this backstory. Here we really go. Cannot. How'd you his, get your uh, name? His uh, family and band was murdered by uh, <clears throat> a bunch of human marauders. And he was uh, raised by the village war chief and the survivors of his clan. During the slaughter of the marauders, word was sent to the dwarves, the elves, and nearby towns of humans, and no one came to help. So he doesn't trust anybody. He also doesn't trust his own kind because the chieftain, the war chief who raised him after his family died, was also murdered by his own people, and he had to flee and live in exile because he was on the chief's council, I guess you could say. So he had to leave, otherwise he would die too. And that was his punishment, living in exile out of his clan. So he's a sellsword, and uh, he just goes around the land using his sword to kill people for money. And then once in a while, he meets up with people and works with them for money. And uh, But most of the time, he's pretty much a solo kind of guy, and he just kills people for money. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds he really sick? fun. How oh, but, nickname? but at the same time, because he's got a big ass kid. sword, and he's also got a javelin, I believe. <laughs> 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 yes. And at the good. same time, uh, what did I write here? Uh, he sticks up for people who are oppressed sometimes if he deems them worthy to be defended. Okay, cool. Chris, who's playing... Uh... How do you pronounce that, Chris? Altarian. Okay. Yes. So uh, he is a half-elf warlock. Uh, Altarian's father was a blacksmith, and his mother was the daughter of an elf king. Um, we were not allowed, obviously, to live with my mother because she was, or we weren't elves. So they kind of shunned us, and we st we stayed in our small little village. Being half-elf, I had a longer life expectancy than my father. So once he died. I was by myself, so I decided just to kind of leave and go explore the world because I really had no connection to anything. Uh, while traveling, I found a hare in a hunter's trap and I freed him, who ended up being the envoy of a warrior goddess named Andraste. Um, she, as a thank you for uh, freeing her envoy, gave me the magic powers that I now possess. <clears throat> so I basically travel the land looking for uh, new friends after this long period of voluntary isolation, even though I'm not really good with people anymore because I haven't spoken to people for so long, basically, <laughs> or like interacted with them. Yeah, and the only thing that I have with me is I carry uh, a necklace that my father owned that has a ring that supposedly belonged to my mother. Oh, I have something too, nice. actually. My uh, character carries the the orc war chief's amulet after he was killed. Who took it? Sick. Cool. Does it have? Is it a magic item? I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. Something like that. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. And then finally, Vince. Yeah. So I'm definitely not prepared for this. Um, oh, so uh, my character's name is Traff Stinkers. He's a half elf fighter. Um, Traff, uh, was orphaned at a young age, so he didn't really, uh, know his parents or have any kind of guardians or mother or father figures. Um, so he's basically just lived in the same town his entire life and, uh, was comfortable there for a long time and he got, 
really good reputation for being like the best in town at washing dishes. So he went from <laughs> pub to pub just washing dishes and he would do contract work washing dishes until he got bored of that. And then he just kind of up and left and didn't tell anyone because he didn't really have anyone there. Um, so that's kind of how I have gotten here. I was just kind of traveling and on my way, I just had to stop for a bathroom break. So came here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that's it. He has a crude sense of humor, I guess, according to these personal characteristics I have here. Uh, yeah, he's also illiterate, actually. He can speak three languages, but he can't read any of them. So That's interesting. Already, you guys are coming from, it seems, which is awesome, all different towns or places, um, and you have really varied backgrounds, and... Um, Let's talk about how you guys kind of got together and the rule stuff will probably come out as we go So let's talk about what brought you guys here So I mentioned I had uh, it was just a bathroom break. It's kind of passing through I guess it makes a lot less sense on a mountain <laughs> than castle town but... I gotta poop <laughs> <laughs> Well, we could say that you were passing through yeah, I was hiking the mountain, and there's a town, and I had to go to the bathroom. All right. So you got in the cable car. Sure. Because there's no, nothing else around. Okay. Carol? Uh, that's what brought me here? Yeah. So I ended up getting a little bit of trouble, and I had to kind of leave my coastal town. And I do have a bit of a background with pilfering and kind of playing tricks on people, and I thought that maybe I wanted to kind of turn into a profession, so I wanted to become a bit of a novice thief uh so coming to this town i mean it's a pretty great uh, opportunity there's lots of important things i heard of a thief guild uh, in the old part of town so i was kind of curious in exploring that hmm. i figured coming into uh one of these towers and getting some more info would be a good uh, good call but fortunately it never snows where i come from so i'm freezing right now hmm. and i'm starting to have a couple drinks to warm myself up hopefully that'll make me a little bit more uh that's a good open one. to conversation, That's a good one. but at the same time, I don't want to look like a fool, so I'm going to try and balance it out. I think I see a guy over there looks kind of burly, looks kind of half-human, half-workish. Maybe I might try and uh, become his friend. Who knows? Might save me a scrap or two, right? <laughs> Never done that before. <laughs> okay, so let's talk to half-work. So am I currently on the quest already, or no? That's up to you. Okay, so <clears throat> since I'm a sellsword... What I do is I go around and I kill people who I believe are unjust in killing as a sellsword. So this old man in a town nearby told me that there's a gang of four, uh, gang of thieves, which is a group of four or five people, who ended up killing his daughter, and he gave me money to go and kill these these group of thieves, who he said are located at that abandoned town nearby this mm. particular one so i'm just on my way to there i'm at this tavern having a drink probably going to stay the night and then the next morning i'm supposed to be going to be heading out to go check out the town or this abandoned town where all like these thieves gangs and all these other pricks are <laughs> who i think should die um <laughs> and then uh but i'm also cautious because Four or five against one is not good odds, so 
I might need to persuade others to come with me, or I'm looking around the room to see what you know what my options are. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. That's 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 going to work out really well. Chris, why is how do I pronounce him? You'll get it. I, I hope. Altarian. Evangelical. <laughs> how do you get here? Well, uh, the way I see it, in my travels. Um, I was kind of sent a message by one of the envoys of this goddess who bestowed me with my powers to go check on this big, crazy forest that seems to have overgrown the old town. Um, while I'm, while I'm in the area, um, just to kind of get a better survey of the land, I took the, uh, what do you call it? Sky thing. Cable car? Cable car. Thank you. Spanish arrow car. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Into the, uh into the main town because there is a shrine to the goddess there just to kind of both rest myself up and kind of get a better idea of what I'm doing here, why I'm here. Um, I got hungry. So I decided to go into this tavern for good old half chicken, quarter chicken dinner with uh, (laughs) fries and gravy. The festive special. (laughs) Exactly. And some lens on the side. And um, while I'm sitting here, I kind of notice this big burly half-orc fellow who's looking at me not necessarily angrily Mm -hmm. but almost like he wants to say something and i almost want to say something back like how's it going (laughs) so you're telling me pescuzzi's getting a lot of attention (laughs) telling me he's standing out out. (laughs) a half-orc in a a human tavern that's awesome what was the goddess's name uh let me see here andraste okay so you guys are all in this tavern by by uh coincidence and you're you kind of aunt, or by vince is in the taking a piss oh yeah that's I right. do, yeah he's he's in the bathroom. Bathroom. <laughs> okay i like this a lot um so excuse is gathering a lot of attention uh okay that's great so none of you knew each other beforehand but you've all ended up in the same place um so let's get into it then. The tavern is called the Widow's Roost. It's a respectable establishment and a favorite of the King's Guard. The ambiance this evening is not as vibrant as it usually is due to a shadow being cast over the town recently. There's been a series of disappearances uh, and people are on edge. So there's very little known at this point. It is a priority of the King's Guard Um, but nine people have gone missing over the past few weeks and you can hear some of the knights in the tavern, um, which is full of knights, uh, discussing possible leads and things like that. Um, as you kind of move through the crowds, they, um, are careful not to say too much. Like they'll give you a glance and sort of hush up for a moment. Um, but they're not necessarily hiding too much. You can tell that they're very comfortable here. It's a, it's where the knights hang out. It's where the king's guard drinks. Um, so, the tavern is is a beautiful, old place. Big wooden beams. It's lit by um, candlelight and torches. And a beautiful young girl is polishing glasses behind the bar. There's groups huddling to chat at tables and at the at the bar itself. Yeah, the knights. The knights are all 
still wearing their sterling armor, <clears throat> which is embossed with a feathered pattern. And um, the, the higher ranking officers are donning a navy blue, a royal blue cloak. And uh, there is one gentleman wearing a red cloak nearby. You notice there are a few other people here who are not knights. So, who wants to start? Am I still in the bathroom? Yeah, I think you're going to be there a while. Okay. How do we start? Just tell me what you're doing, Max. Let's 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 say, Max, what I'm, are you doing? I'm sitting at a bar having a drink, and what's your character's name? Altirian. Altirian is looking at me funny, and I say, "What the fuck do you want?" I recognize you. <laughs> I don't know from where, but I have a feeling I know who you are, Max the Penetrator, famous sellsword. So I kind of give you a look, and I say, "Mind if I sit with you?" And I say, suit yourself. Let me just chime in. Um, I would, oh, you can do whatever you want, but I would like to encourage that you use a voice for your character instead of saying, I'm going to, I say this and I say that. Just say it. Yeah. You don't have to say what you're saying. Just say it. Oh, the Gorkish. Yeah. Suit yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Suit yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can work that out. Yeah, that might let it come time. organically. <clears throat> so we have an awkward conversation starting at the bar. Cool, Pepper. Where are you? So I'm. Uh, as I said, I was walking towards. Excuse, I see him across the bar because I'm Max. For Max, Max, the penetrator. I heard a lot about him from uh, some of these uh, knights that were kind of eyeing him, worried that he might start a brawl. He's known for that. And so I started heading over to talk to him. And then I see this half help get in the way. So I'm waiting my turn. I don't want to act, uh, don't want to act too rude, right? I'm starting to get a little bit impatient, but then all of a sudden I see this attractive female bartender. And I'm already three and a half ales in. And so I decide to head over and maybe talk to her and see if I can... Uh, get her number slash some information about what's been going on with these disappearances while I wait for uh, half health to do his thing. Cool. Do a dexterity check for me. Interference. Sure. So I rolled a 12 and then my dexterity is a 3. So I add a 15. 15. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So as Pepper approaches <clears throat> or sort of leans into the bar. Real slightly. Uh, you know, kind of unleashing his breath upon the the bartender. Um, a short a short arrow whizzes by his shoulder and sticks into the support beam behind him. I'm not sure if he noticed or not based on his uh, intoxication, but um, what does get your attention is a shrill cry from the back of the bar, and you just hear a hysterical woman shriek. Get away from her. And uh, the big knight in the red cloak turns around and screams, Mona, you can't just shoot people. (laughs) (laughs) And she breaks down into tears. And at that moment, Trap walks out of the bathroom. What do you do? Can I do a perception check? I have no idea what's going on. You can. 13. 
three. So you notice a few things going on. <laughs> you you come out of the bathroom as that arrow is sort of uh, vibrating in the beam, mm -hmm. and you can tell that someone has just let that fly. You hear the shriek. Uh, you can see Pepper leaning over the bar. He's kind of a uh, little confused. The wench has dropped her her stein she was polishing. All of the knights turn around, um, but you notice that um, there is a couple or a table of two couples cloaked in black who are trying not to bring attention to themselves. And um, you can see... Altarian and uh, and Max at the bar, um, distracted by by what's just occurred, and you are perceiving the uh, red cloaked knight to be the captain, um, as sort of his guards has have taken formation behind him. Um, what do you do? So I walk over to Pepper. Uh, and I say, is everything okay? Of course it is. Get out of here. I'm trying to talk <laughs> to this girl. Leave me alone. You're cramping my style. Is she still shaking? Like, what is, what's the... She's, so Mona, the woman who shot the bow, has rushed over to um, the bartender and is sort of trying to scurry her to the back of the bar. She's got her handheld crossbow out threatening Pepper, who is oblivious to the situation. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Um, and the captain approaches the bar and says, Mona, I've told you. We're going to find her. But you've got to be patient. And his voice gets a little bit shaky. Um, you can tell that he, he doesn't want to engage with her. He's um, sympathetic and there, there's no not, no confrontation has, has broken out. She's now crying hysterically and <clears throat> she, but we don't know why. No, you don't. Okay. Well, but the captain is trying to uh, the captain is reassuring her. She is. So, okay, so she's saying repeatedly um, they took her, no one cares and they took her and and it, I just I know it's too late. The, the bar kind of gets quiet. And, I, and you get the impression from some of the knights who are less than, less than engaged uh, that this has happened before. Okay. Well, I mean, like, my dinner's ruined. So um, I kind of feel like this is the reason why I might be here. Or at least this is maybe why I've been sent in this direction. So sitting next to us, you know, I see a knight one of these nights that's just kind of very exacerbated by the whole thing, almost like this has happened before. So I ask him, what's going on? How did you say that? What's exacerbated? Gotta do a voice, man. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? Uh, the night, the night runs away. <laughs> Urine trickling down his leg. Um, you asked the knight, what, sir? I asked the knight, who's missing? Okay, so uh, which knight did you ask? Just one of the ones in the background, no okay. one specific. Okay. Should I ask someone specific? No, no, no. Okay. Um, so the knight um, kind of looks at you a, a bit annoyed uh, because it's quite quiet. 
And he leans over and he says, People gone missing, you can hear this? No. Mona lost her daughter a couple weeks back. We've been looking, but they're not giving us the resources or the clearance to get out of town. So, there's not much we can do. Does this happen a lot? I just told you. <laughs> this has been happening a lot. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I'm still mad because my dinner's ruined. You don't look like you're from here. I'm not. And what brings you here? Uh, um... You're starting to look a little suspicious, if you ask me. Hey, 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 he's with me. Don't worry about him. So Pepper's drawn, <laughs> drawn the, uh, the attention of a few nights as he's been sort of the center of attention here. Uh, Mona reels back, but she's not loaded another bolt in her in her uh, crossbow. I didn't want any trouble. I just came to ask if you heard anything about these disappearances. And it seems like my friend here, my compatriot, is doing the same thing. We're, we're just here to help. Any information could really be useful for us right now. So the captain kind of breaks away from Mona. He's been trying to hear what Altarian was talking about. And now that Peppers spoke up, he steps up and he says, nobody's questioning anybody here but me. Traff goes behind the bar and he picks up the stein that she was polishing and he just finishes. Hey, what the hell are you doing now? He's gonna <laughs> finishes polishing it up. Get out of there. That's not your place. You, he points to Traff, you and you, and you, point to all of you. Me too. Front and center now. What do you do? Max speaks up and says, Would you all shut up? And you're ruining my fucking ale. <laughs> now who the fuck took her? And then, in that moment, he grabs the crossbow out of, what's her name's hands? Mona? You're Mona? a little far for that. She's behind the bar. Well, then he takes a javelin and throws it right at the crossbow, and it breaks the crossbow in half. <laughs> so it does not. You have to check. We'll see. We'll see. You, have to, you have to roll to see if you can do it. Go ahead. Do it, though. All right, fine. Hold on a second. <laughs> he's trying to make a point. I understand, but he's initiating combat. <laughs> I'm not initiating combat. I'm trying to save his ass. Who in turn is trying to save my ass. <laughs> so I feel like I should just kind of step up here and try to calm so, everybody so down. So as Max raises his voice, four <clears throat> of the um, non-ranking knights behind the captain draw their longswords. And the captain sort of puts his chin up, not intimidated, maybe impressed at how brash this stranger is being. Uh, in this sort of sensitive situation, a uh, woman crying behind the bar. Um, He's asking a question. He says, who the fuck took her? Okay, so let's break it down. You say you said that. Did you wait for a response, or you just th are you throwing the javelin? Oh, no, I'm not throwing the javelin anymore. You said that's a bad idea. I didn't say that was a bad idea. <laughs> I said you might initiate combat. But... Um, okay, so you're asking a question. I'm asking a question. I was just kidding about the job. I thought that woman was closer because otherwise it would take and just break the damn thing. <laughs> okay. 
That also would have been a check, just to let you know. Oh. That's how it's going to work. It's like me hitting um, girls a check. Okay, so, oh. so now you're asking another question. And Traff is still behind the bar, right? Right. Okay. So the Gotta captain... get those steins nice and shiny. <laughs> actually works. Okay. So the captain again says, listen, my name is Captain John Stock. This is my town. And if you're going to come here in this bar, you're going to show us some respect. And you're certainly not going to ask us any damn questions, especially when you're starting trouble. So you get out of the bar and meet me outside. And he gestures to all of you. The knights behind him, um, four of them are eyeing each of you, sort of marking you. They've already kind of got a formation and they're ready to strike if anybody comes at the uh, captain. So are you going to follow him outside? Traff finishes polishing the stein and uh, looks on the shelves where all the other steins are and places it on the shelf. Apprehensively, but I walk towards the door. I think we all kind of look each other in the eye and, and agree that we're going to be heading out. Why don't you tell me who the fuck is kidnapping these people? Because you people, you guards, don't have the balls to take oh, care of mate, it myself. Mate, he's going to talk to us outside. Listen, Cellsword. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with law enforcement. <laughs> But we don't know who's taking the people, or there would be no problem. Now, if you don't meet me outside, my men will bring you outside in pieces. Please. Fine. So, he walks out. And, uh, like I said, it's nighttime, and the wind is, uh, is blowing through the corridors, um... The tavern has a nice, you know, entrance, two large wooden doors um, with torches on them. So it's, uh, you guys still feel that warm ambiance as you exit. The captain sort of continues on past the steps and into a, um, an alleyway across the street where you do not feel that warmth anymore. It's a whistling cold of night and uh, the torchlight from the street is uh, is not reaching you. It's not pitch black. The, there's moonlight there. Um, but uh, he goes and you are following and his entourage is following you. So when you get into the alleyway, the order would be four guards, the four of you, and then him. So he's deepest in the alley. And he turns to face you uh, in the darkness. And he says... Look, we've been having uh, quite a quite a time here. Um, Mona lost her girl, and uh, and the king is not not really giving us a lot to work with. So, as I can tell, the four of you are outsiders, and you're not fitting in great. I can tell you've strong spirit, so I want to make you an offer. I want you to do some investigating for me. 
point us to the crime scene of the most recent kidnapping. Well, we're, we're here. Uh, there, there, <clears throat> there's no scene. It's the girl was gone in the morning. Where was the last time she was seen? She was on the second story of this building, the bar, in her bed. Who was the last person that saw her? Her mother. Mona. What about the father? Mona's husband was captain of the Knights before me, and he fell years ago. Did he get up? You know, this <laughs> might be a mission for three. <laughs> How old is the girl? Uh, she's 18. Boyfriend? Not that I know of. Could she be seeing a boyfriend without the mother knowing? Does she have friends who might know that she's with a boyfriend and they might have ran off together? I appreciate your due diligence. But again, I'd like a little respect. We've done some investigation. I wouldn't be desperately asking for <laughs> outsiders to leave town and look where I cannot had I not done the basic <clears throat> investigation. Okay. <clears throat> where, outside of town, where do you think she might be if she was kidnapped then? And we will look for you. For a price. Yes, of course. So. I don't work with these guys. I work by myself. Fine, then I'll look for a price. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the captain, um, the captain hesitates. And his men are um, on guard. They're not, they're not aggressive. But he says, that might be a problem. You see, I don't have the resources to pay you for such a job. And since you're from outside, clearly far away, <laughs> I'll let you in on a little secret. Traveling outside of town is forbidden. Good thing we're not from around here. <clears throat> That's right. <clears throat> Nobody will miss you. <laughs> so I cannot offer you payment in advance. But if you can bring me something, and I can bring it to the king, we may be able to work something out. So your friend Max has agreed to look while negotiating. <laughs> What about the three of you? Part of the reason that I'm here is because I want to know what's going on in that forest. I haven't been able to get into that forest until now. If you allow us passage into the forest so that I can do whatever it is I'm after, I'll help you. That is what I'm proposing. I will write you permission. You will hand it to the guard at the wall. I will have you escorted there. And they will let you pass. What about you, dishwasher? As far as you know, I'm a dish polisher. And I'm in. Okay. <laughs> and the drunk one. <laughs> will you take the drunk one? I can't. I just can't. Pepper uh, whistles and he gives a snap of his fingers and says, Pretty girl in trouble. I'm there. Hold on a second, Captain. If you cannot pay us, I've noticed that the swords and weaponry you and your men have are made out of a rare, 
unbreakable blue steel. Hang on. Hang on. And hold on. And I want, if you cannot give us money, I want as in payment, if we get this girl back and whoever else has been kidnapped, a weapon of our choice made with that unbreakable steel for each one of me, for one of me and okay. my comrades. Hold on a minute. <laughs> you need there. to do a perception check to see if you notice anything <laughs> in the dark. I have dark vision. dark vision. Oh, good. So let's do a perception check. Okay, sure. Eleven. Your vision in the dark is black and white. <clears throat> um, so, no, you don't, you can't see... You can't identify what kind of steel it is, but it does look nice. So if you want some new equipment, you could ask for that. Yeah. So that's the terms. Okay. So the captain looks you in the eye and says, again, should you bring me something, I will take it to the king and we will see that you are well equipped to continue your work for us. <clears throat> What are you looking for? Well, we don't know. We, we're we missing people. Uh, there's nine um, that we know of recently, but uh, unfortunately we've found a number of unclosed... Unclosed? Clothes? I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Uh, Naked uh, people? Open cases. Oh. oh cold <laughs> cases. Cold cases. <clears throat> uh... Uh, of similar circumstance, and um, we're starting to think that this has been going on for a long time. So we don't know what lies in those woods, but we've torn the city upside down multiple times, and there's nothing here. Are the other cases also all girls, or is it just the one girl that we know about? There's men and women. There's um, multiple races. There's no pattern here. It seems to be random, including where they were taken from. What about classes? Are they mostly serfs or are they noble people? Unfortunately, in Avia, the homeless are not really known or remembered. So the nine people are all noble people that you care about? I wouldn't say noble, but they are people of, of Avia. We are, we are all citizens here. They they were well known. Yes. Okay. Are we going now? Are you ready? And there's been no. Everyone go to the bathroom. There's been no <laughs> communication of ransom money or anything like that. Did they no. have anything in common? The one thing that they have in common is that they, they are gone without a trace. <laughs> they, there is no evidence physically of uh, any person struggling, breaking and entering, or otherwise making any sort of mistake or leaving anything behind. So no evidence whatsoever. It's as if they vanished. Yes. Hmm. Now if you'd like to go, we need to go now while it's dark. I'm in. I'm in. I. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so he takes out um, a small bit of parchment from his cloak and a quill. 
and he scribbles down a quick note. Um, one of his guards. What's the note say? Hang on. <laughs> one of his guards. He's reading. One of his guards comes to his side and um, lights uh, a torch, and they drip um, a bit of red wax from a store he had in his in his armor, and the captain presses his knuckle into it, which leaves uh, his mark in the wax seal so for authenticity, and he hands it to Max. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the captain says, my men will take you to the gate. This will get you through, and upon your return, you'll need to show it again. Okay. By the way, Captain, where are the best brothels in town? <laughs> get, get out of my sight. <laughs> For the and next he, time we return after this long oh journey, God. I feel like I should look at your wares, so to say, after I get my new sword, which is made out of blue, which <laughs> is unbreakable. The captain's already walked And it's sharp you. as a razor. Who are you talking? The, captain, the captain is entering now, entering the bar again. He walked past all of you. The guards are ready to take you where you need to go. It's 9 p.m. Um, you exit the alleyway, and you can see uh, the there's a small square where a market is during the day, but there's nothing there at night. Um, and the guards are ready to lead you uh, to the. To the wall, if you're ready. No time like the present. Yeah, well, what else we got to do? Yep. Is there another side quest? All right, let's go. Boogie. You good, Pepper? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So they walk you through the town. That one guard has his torch uh, snuffed out by the time you're out of the alley. Um, because this is sort of a top secret thing. Um, you walk, uh, not as far as you would have thought. The tavern was relatively close to the edge of town. Um, and there is a wall about, let's say it's 30 feet high, made of, uh, huge blocks of stone. And they are like the rest of a via refined and polished. These aren't like, uh, rough blocks. Um, you enter a small, uh, rounded archway where there are two guards, a uh, staircase going up to the top of the tower, and uh, another a set of stairs leading down. The guard makes way for Max, and the others, there, there's no words exchanged, they just look at you. Max. Here's the envelope. He looks at it, hands it back to you, nods to his partner, who starts walking down the stairs, implying that you should follow him. We, well, I follow. I follow. Yeah, he leads you down the stairs to a large iron gate uh, that he opens with a lever, and it sort of catapults open, like there's some sort of counterweight. And it reveals a long 
corridor, also stone, and tells you that, uh, well, I'll just tell you. He says, um, just walk through here, whistle when you get to the end, and I'll open the other gate from here. Got it. So you guys walk, he opens the gate. Are you ready to go out? Traff turns into the nearest corner and pees. You have to do a perception check for that. <laughs> it depends what you want to look at. Just <laughs> pees on his own leg. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Do we have to whistle? You guys are now in the wilderness, and the um, the difference from town to wood couldn't be more extreme. It seems colder. The wind seems more harsh. Um, there is uh, remnants of uh, cobblestone roadways and uh, ruined buildings sort of toppled over here and there. You can see twisted um, trees with no leaves sort of choking these structures. And uh, you can you can see that it doesn't seem... It's not like any other ruin you've seen before. It almost seems like it was uh, taken down by nature um, that was sort of uh, like conscious, like it was doing this on purpose. And it's it's a little overwhelming. Navigation isn't clear. There's no clear pathway. Um, you can hear things like animals, um, the wind is very strong, and uh, maybe even footprints or footsteps, but it's hard to tell um, just because it's so overwhelming. Uh, what do you guys do? You could try talking to each other. Well, usually... I mean, I can't see shit. So I'm going to take out a torch and try and light it so we can have something to actually use to see. I have a torch. I can use it to light something. So I light up my torch. Do I need to roll dice for that? No. I just have okay, so I light up a torch. <clears throat> and, and then I guess we're in the middle of a jungle. Or, well, a forest, whatever. It's a very barren place. Remember, it's winter, too. Yeah. So it's very cold. Oh. The snow is uh, is not thick. It's sort of been all like blown into <clears throat> um, structures and things. So there are mounds of it, but you can walk. And we have no idea... We didn't get any direction as to where we're going from the captain. Nobody knows. So, can I see if there's some kind of path that we can follow? Like you said, there was a cobblestone road, but can I see if there's a way to go? You can do a check. Should we okay. all just perception do a perception check? check? You can. Yeah. Why don't you all just do a perception check and maybe I can give you some more detail. Twenty. I got nine. You got a D twenty. No, 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 no. The twenty dice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This one, right? Yeah. Okay. Twelve total. I have fourteen. Plus. Zero. It's a perception, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14 and zero. So, 14. I got 18. 18 is a good one. <clears throat> Did anyone else? Okay, well, 18 is, is, is great. So I'll tell Chris what he sees, and he can sort of maybe lead the way. Um, so you can see that you're, you identify immediately that this this is the old town that you heard a little bit about and um you can see that this portion of it was 
residential. There are some structures that were aligned, you can assume were sort of like apartments. Um, you don't see a giant square, but um, there there is a, a narrow alleyway uh, to your left. To your right, there is um, there's a building that you see an entryway to, but you don't know if you can get inside of it. Hmm. I mean, given our options, I don't really think we should corner ourselves in a building that we might not be able to get into or out of. There's an alleyway to the left. It looks at least somewhat like a passage. Okay. What else do your elf eyes see? <laughs> There's a lot of old buildings here. This is this was an old, old place. It hasn't been inhabited for a very long time. Um, the woods almost look mean, as if they're doing this on purpose. I don't think we should be here, and I don't think we should stay here for very long. So when you say that, uh, you guys hear a sharp whistle come from behind you, and how do you react to that? These woods are very old. You turn around and try and duck. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Traff, can you do a dexterity saving roll? Throw. 14 plus 1, 15. 15? Okay, so uh, Traff kind of does, like, um, kind of at the last minute, sees a twinkle out of the corner of his eye and sort of um, jerks his leg up in a humorous way, avoiding narrowly a dagger that was thrown at him from the shadows. So looking out into the distance, he then sees one dwarven woman rushing the group with um, another dagger drawn. And it's time to roll initiative for combat. I got 12. I mean, you had I got 13 minus so 1. You're going to be first. I got 8. I had 19. So he'll be first, I'll be second. Third. Third, fourth. So... As Traff sort of tries to collect himself, Max sees the dwarven woman uh, rushing at them. She emerges from the shadow and the <clears throat> blustering winter, and you can see that she's uh, short and stout like most dwarfs. Um, she's got a, a muscly build, but a thin face. Um, she's dressed for the, the winter. She's got a long red braid and uh she's wearing like a studder studded leather armor so max you are at the top of the initiative so it's your uh your turn basically so we're in combat we are in combat this dwarf woman is running at us with a knife in full sprint ready to attack that's what's going on correct okay i will Stand ready to attack until she comes into range and waiting for her to attack. Okay, nice. Cool. Next is Pepper. Uh, so I move back about 10 feet and I'd ready my weapon and then I call out to her. Hey, we're not here looking for any trouble. We're just trying to solve these disappearances. There's four of us and one of you. What are you trying to do here? And she <laughs> says... You don't look for trouble here, honey. Trouble finds you. And she doesn't she doesn't slow up at all. 
I heard her Let response. Let her fly, buddy. Looking for, looking for trouble. She can eat a boat. Less friendly now. Okay, this is where we're going to slow down. Oh, the bolt didn't do shit. So I got four, and then the bolts. I don't think that he adds much more to it. You rolled a four? Yeah, so four uh, to hit plus six, so I had a ten. So your arrow soars well above her, and she keeps running. You missed. Looks like it's up to me. And she laughs. She's like... Just kind of chaos. She's a, a lunatic. Yeah. So now I don't want to kill her because obviously I think we can get some information out of her. Can I like aim for like can I be like I want to hit her in the leg or is that like not? You can tell me that it's a non-fatal. Mine was trying to be non-fatal. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting ready. That's, to yeah. So I would I would prefer I prefer to, to just <laughs> kind of maim her and like deter her and possibly like yeah just debilitate so that we can at least interrogate her. Okay. So, uh, make your... What, what are you doing? I like, got a crossbow. Your... So I'm okay. crossbow her ass. Alright. There's a shadow bonus. Okay. I think that's... Uh-oh. There's a six and a, a... Six right next to each other. Six and a nine. Where's the oh. little dot? It's a nine. Okay, it's a nine. Plus nine. one. So, yeah, he rolled ten. So, ten? No. You missed, and she's... She's still laughing. She's <laughs> mad at this. <laughs> I can't wait to cut off that smiling head of hers. <laughs> well, kid, you got any bright ideas? Trash. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try to hit her with my attack with my glaive. Glaive. So. Is it a <laughs> fatal attack or a non-fatal? I don't care. Just don't cut her tongue out. So I rolled twelve plus five. Oh, you hit. Five plus three for damage, so eight. Eight points of damage. And then I say, what do you want, lady? <laughs> What's a glaive? What kind of damage does that do? Uh, slashing damage. Okay. So that's a that's a pretty good hit. So um, her confidence kind of like, like just is gone. And she, she stops laughing. She's kind of surprised that this uh, goofy dishwasher <laughs> was able to catch her in the gut. And uh, she spins around. Um, touches the ground with her right hand, which is <clears throat> holding the dagger, and coughs up a bit of blood. Um, she looks at him, but continues running um, towards Max, who's holding the torch. Um, but she's not nearly as quick now. She's sort of uh, limping. And um, we have another member of the Thieves Guild joining the battle right now he's coming from the opposite side and he's actually attacking max he's the one who whistled and he's going to um roll okay 20 dice no he's i'm rolling oh what's your armor class 18 okay <laughs> so, so this guy comes in from behind max with um does he have advantage he does have advantage oh, you're correct Thank you. Advantage. Yes. Still. That's not fair. Why is he coming behind me? That was their ploy. Oh. Anyways, he didn't do it. So uh, he didn't. He didn't quite get to your armor class. So he comes in with a little dagger and tries to stick you in the ribs from behind, but you move out of the way, having heard him his footsteps, and he sort of trips over your foot. So, it's your turn. 
Minerva's in range. Do you still want the readied attack to happen? What's going on with this guy that's right beside me? Well, he's on the ground. He's prone. Like, he's straight up face planted. Okay, then I'm going to kill that, that dwarf one. Okay. Or I'm going to try to at least. Well, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was almost like, okay, he's dead. <laughs> well, he could whiff right now. Because that guy's on the ground. We can get information out of him, so I'll just kill this person then. Okay, which dice am I rolling? So I'm going to attack this person. D20. It's this... D20 17. Plus what? Plus, I'm assuming Hall Blade attack bonus plus 4. Yeah, that's a hit. And roll for damage. 3 plus 2. So you hit with a 5? Okay. So um, she <laughs> stops laughing, continues coughing, and slumps over on her side to take a few breaths. Um, she pleads with you. She says, wait, wait, wait. What do you do? Still, I mean, still, this is a Max's turn still. What do I do? Yeah. Is that other guy still on the floor right now? Yeah. Mercy. It's still your turn. This is an, uh, an interaction reaction. No, you can't have mercy. You have to send an example because that guy is going to tell us after I get rid of this person. You have already attacked this turn. Oh, okay. So now I'm done? You can no, talk well, she's to trying her. to talk to you. Have a oh, conversation. Yeah. You have a conversation. She's saying, wait, an action. wait, wait, wait. What do you say? Wait. I will say, speak now before I kill you. You guys don't know what you're getting into. And if you spare me, I can help you. I swear <laughs> to God, I can help you. What makes you think we can trust you when you try to stab us in the back? You can't. Literally. You can't. You can't trust me. I don't trust myself. I wouldn't trust me either, but... I have experience. I've been here a long time. You don't know what you're getting into. I'm telling you. This is not a place for people. I'm not a human being. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't mean it that way. No, I didn't mean it that way. I'm, no, seriously. I'm fine with any, any race, really. I just, I'm just trying to help you guys. You seem like good guys, really. You can start helping us by telling us if anybody else is out there. It's just you two. <laughs> she laughs and coughs up a bit of blood. She said, this place is infested. They left us to rot and the, we're just multiplying. And it's not, when I say we, I don't mean other humans, other thieves trying to survive. I just mean the creatures of the AG wood. You don't understand. And she's sort of fading out. What's your name? I'm Minerva. And you? I'm Traff. Hey, Traff. How are you? I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> are we still in combat? Kind of, well, go yeah, the other guy's alive. <laughs> so he stands up. Um, but it's, it's Pepper's turn. So she's still alive, but she's on the ground begging for her life. Pepper, what do you want to do? Well, I reload my crossbow. And I point it right at her and say to the other guy, if you don't want her to die right now, you best put down your weapons right now and tell us exactly what's going on. You need to roll um, intimidation check. I got it too. Okay. Plus whatever. Yeah, so she's laying there bleeding and the other guy says, there's no way, there's no way I'm putting this down right now. Are you kidding? And he's kind of like bouncing around. He's distanced himself from Max. 
but he seems ready to go. He's he's um, another dwarf, but seems much younger and a little scrawny. So uh, he's kind of bouncy right now. He's he's got the adrenaline going and probably isn't thinking clearly. So um, what do you want to do? You haven't. You've just yeah. All right. I guess at that point, then if he's not going to listen to me, I'm gonna try and knock him out. Okay, so you're attacking him. I'll attack him and whack him over the head, just okay. with my bare fist. Yeah, I'll call him down. Maybe a slap. Seven. Okay, so he kind of he gets out of the way pretty easily, and he's still kind of bouncing around with his dagger. He's not intimidated at all. You can tell these two are sort of used to uh, surviving and fighting to survive out here. So they're not really, um, they're kind of prepared. Like, he's not scared. He's not running away and leaving her. He's, he wants to try to fight to the end. Um, Altarian? Okay. Um, is she dying? Yeah. Yeah, she's dying. Okay, so we want any answers. We're going to have to keep this other guy alive, right? Okay. Um, in that case, you know what, before, so let's say if I do a perception check, can I still attack? Or is that two separate things? <laughs> yes? Yeah, you can still attack. Okay, so I want to do a perception check. I want to see what they are. Like, I want, I want, kind of want, like, an idea of, like, what they... Well, I'll do the check, and okay. I'll tell you what you see. Right, fair. I got a 20. Okay, you're good. Don't worry about the modifier. Um, they're really close to you. So you can see clearly that these are uh, two weathered dwarves. You um, assume by the age difference and the uh, resemblance that this could be a mother-son team fighting to survive out here. They have um, thick hardened skin that's sort of uh, pinkish because of the being out in the cold. They're clad in very simple um, leather armor and skins from um you can assume that they made themselves out there and um their weapons are are old okay yeah they don't they're they're not there's nothing on them that that would lead you to believe that they're affiliated with any sort of group no badges or like nothing matching or anything like that okay nothing nothing as far as like um like they, they're very, like they're they're very much this is their choice what they're doing right now. I don't know if that's if they're that's, not looking like they're insane. Yeah, they're not zombified. They're not under no, spell. No, no, they're anything. not undead or anything like that. Okay, okay. So I'm just gonna kill the old lady. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> roll. She's already. I'm just gonna put her out of her misery. That's what I'm gonna tell myself <clears throat> with my mace. <laughs> oh my god! Very humane way to go. What's <laughs> your roll? Twelve. Twelve. Plus. What's your modifier? Plus two. Oh, you got it. Okay, so you got to roll for damage. No, <laughs> she, she's already dead. Um, so you you club her one time, and I would say after the investigation, sort of, it seems like you made a snap decision and take uh, her son by surprise. So um, when he sees that's this, that's an intimidation factor for sure. When he sees this. He uh, just screams and runs at you just like she did. So um, he's going to roll and attack um, Altarian. What's your AC? Uh, 10. So <laughs> this kid is useless and it's uh, he, he rushes at you like he did Max. And again, he's 
He swings and he misses, but uh, he doesn't trip this time, and he turns around quickly to face you. Um, it's Max's turn. My turn. It's Trap's turn. I skipped you by accident. No. Oh, well, it depends mm-hmm. where he was. It's fine. Um, okay, I'm going to attack him with my glaive. Okay. His uh, AC is 13. Okay, I got a 19. Okay. So, <laughs> what's the damage? Uh, so, we're murdered. <laughs> Six. Six damage. Six damage. So, um... And then I ask him his name. You slice... (laughs) Okay, so you slice at his chest, and you cut pretty deeply, so he staggers back a bit, grabs his chest, and sort of steadies himself, and he says... You asked him his name? uh, What did you say? And what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) He says, my name's Goose, and he spits blood at you. And I say, duck, duck. <laughs> and he screams at you. Uh, it's, it's Max's turn. So he's wounded? Yeah. Is he is he laying on the ground? No, he's he's holding his chest, but he's, uh, he's sort of braced himself. Yeah. Okay. I want to incapacitate him. Okay. I don't want to kill him. So could I, like, break his arms or something? Well, you can just roll. So knowing that, I, I'll just... So roll for your attack. And then... Uh, I'll know it's not that, fatal. No? One. Oh, so you missed. Ugh. So he kind of roll. He rolls under your, your attack and gets up quickly and, and faces the party again. It's Pepper's turn. All right. I want to try and do the same, actually. I think uh, Max had the right idea. Yeah, okay. So seven plus. What do I add? Is it a strength bonus? Two hits. Yes. It'll be on the weapon. No, no, I'm doing the same. I'm, I'm trying to grapple. Oh, you he, are you oh. grappling right now? Yeah. Uh, I think you have to do dexterity. Athletic check, probably. Yeah, let's do an athletics check. X plus four, so eleven. Eleven. <clears throat> okay, so let me just do the same. Uh, he breaks free of your grasp and sort of uses your momentum to get around you. So he kind of just swims over you. And he turns to face again, and he's breathing really deeply, clutching his chest, uh, sort of <clears throat> grimacing through the pain. And Altarian is up again. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be dead pretty soon. If he's got a, if he's got like a wound in his chest, so I well mean, he is uh, okay. You can assume that. Okay. Listen, you're gonna die anyway. You might as well give us some kind of information about. What the hell are you talking about? about? What are you talking about? You just killed my mom. <laughs> what information for what? I just want your stuff. She just wanted your stuff. How what are you? Able to why, here why, for so what are you long? even doing here? What? What are you doing here? We were outcast. My grandmother was outcast from the city. We've been here my <clears> whole <throat> life. We just this is all I know how to do. I've never even seen whatever you are before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so she's dead for sure. Yeah. Maester. Got her. Why 
are you laughing? I thought we were the sick animals on this side of the wall. This is unbelievable. I don't even know what to do now. Um, I just feel really bad for the kid. I don't just want to attack him because I don't... Well, you can attack non-lethally if you want. Okay, let's just let's just knock him out. With your mace? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to use Eldritch Blast, but I think that's a little much. <laughs> okay, so... Rolling, rolling, rolling. I got... 19. Okay, that's a hit. Okay. And you can roll for damage. That's with, uh... 6. D8, it might it says 1 I just, D... I just wanted to hit him. Like, unarmed strike. Oh, unarmed strike oh. is just 1 damage. It's 1, the value? Yeah, his is 1. Oh. So okay. I just kind of punched him, and that was it. So then he just says, Ow, what the hell are you doing? I'm sorry, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now it's Traff's turn. He's frazzled. He's like, now he feels like he's out of his depth and you guys are playing with him. So he's, he's really got his back arched up and he's annoyed. Okay, uh, I guess I'll do an un- un- unarmed strike as well. Um, Send him through so the wash. I guess I don't want to kill him. Yeah, one spin. <laughs> um, so uh, I got a, rolled six. What plus what? Too short. Six total. One plus five. Players. Oh, I guess I rolled a one critical miss. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so you miss, and uh, he runs through your legs as you attack, and you sort of fall right on your face. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to still, it's his turn, so he's going to attack Altarian again because he was kind of, felt like he was taunting him and That's he fair. killed his mom. <laughs> so, what's your AC again? Sorry, 10? Yeah, 10. Okay, so this is the first hit landed on the party. So he is coming at you with his short sword. So three plus two, so he hits you for five. What's your max HP? Nine. Ooh. <laughs> right? Wow. Okay. Okay. So it's gotta go down. So then he he's uh he's getting really vicious now. He's sort of not joking around and seething a bit. He's not feeling great. So it's uh Max's turn. All right. This, this guy, this guy's just causing us trouble. I'm going for the kill. I've got my sword ready, and I'm gonna try and cut him down. Okay, roll. There's no sense talking with this guy. He's a lunatic. So, fuck it. We'll meet somebody else. We got the twenty dice. Mm-hmm. Eleven plus. Uh, what am I attack bonus? Four. Four. So fifteen. Yeah, that's a hit. So we can roll damage. Six. Oh, plus two slashing. Okay, where do you hit him? You uh, want to kill? Well, I am the penetrator, so ooh, <laughs> poetic. So, <laughs> so I'm taking so my hellblade and I'm jabbing it right in his chest. So Max uh, reopens the wound he'd been holding shut. Sword comes with his hand still there, by the way. Pierces the hand, <laughs> pins it to his chest. His eyes widen and blood flows down his chin. The sword comes out the other side of him, and uh, let's say um, Max picks him up like a shish kebab and looks him in the eye. What do you say? 
I says, do you know anything about those missing girls? And he just says, what the hell are you talking about? And he dies. And then I fling him off my sword, cutting him in half. And he (laughs) flicks him off. (laughs) And he drops like a sack. And uh, he's very dead. And then I say, well, looks like he didn't have any information for us. Um, you know, it like, well, I guess he was pretty short for words. No, he's not a pun kind of guy. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, so that was our first uh, combat experience. You guys killed them both. So you have no information, but uh, you have two corpses uh, in front of you in this small cobblestone sort of overgrown area. And it falls very silent now. I'm gonna loot the woman. You gonna loot the woman? First, I'm gonna respectfully place her arms across her chest, and then I'm gonna. And then you loot her body. What's the point? You're a thief. I'm gonna loot her corpse. You're a thief, so who cares about being respectful? Honor among thieves. She was a thief. Ooh, that's nice. That's good. Do I have to roll check, or do I just find out something? Um, just search. Is just gonna piss on her. (laughs) I search her body. Yeah, that's Her fine. Clubs. She's dead, so you can be as thorough as you like. Well, I mean, I'm gonna be Yeah, so you find that her her weaponry is is of no value. It's very old. It's not well kept. Her handmade armor is falling apart as it is. She has no um, jewelry or anything, but she does have uh, one vial of a uh, syrupy golden fluid her waist so that's yours now yeah i want to loot the other body um he has he has one of the same his his armor and things are all in the same sort of uh condition but he also has a vial of that fluid so you have one of those two what is that again i don't know fucked up what's he doing so what are you guys gonna do Keep walking. Where are we right now? You just got past the wall, so you, you can see the wall, like you have your backs to the wall basically, mm. and you have a narrow corridor to your left and um, a large-ish building with mm. a, an intact entryway on your right. You only have 48 hours when a person goes missing. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to Imaginary Spaces. Don't forget to subscribe and review. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ImaginaryCast. Back to life. Back to reality.